Tim, there's a lot of Apple news. There's a lot of Apple news. Where do you want to start? You want you should we sing a little bit? Lex, I want <laughs> I you to know. Let's... I'm your only friend. I'm not your only friend, but I'm a little <laughs> So it's interesting that you say that because I actually uh, had texted Jason Snell earlier today because I, you know, when I was trying to explore Apple Music thing, I, I went to a song and I went to another song and it wasn't popping up the little graphic in iOS 16.2, 16.0, whatever, 16.2. I wasn't giving me the little microphone thing. And so then I tried, uh, I looked up Istanbul, mm. not Constantinople. Um, or maybe Istanbul was Constantinople. I can't remember what the official title is, but either way, I looked it up. And then I got the message saying, hey, check out this new thing where you can sing along, blah, blah, blah. But there still wasn't that little microphone icon. And I'm like, what the heck? But so then I found, I, I was like, all right, let me just go to a classic karaoke song. And I looked up Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. And there it was. Then I went back to Istanbul and it, it successfully muted the vocals. But I think what's happening is on Istanbul, they don't have synced lyrics ah. they just have the lyrics so it's this weird like caught in the middle karaoke situation oh, with I certain see. tracks yeah. where the microphone button didn't appear but you could still do it wow. but anyway. yeah i'm sorry. sorry it just started playing when i pressed oh but okay <laughs> yeah so well and the other thing is that in some cases because it's what it considers background lyrics or not because yeah. i noticed that like when they have like uh, background vocals or choruses or stuff like that right it's still in there um you can still hear that but you don't get the lead vocals so yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like Bird Huss in Your Soul has the at least it's the little thing is there. Man, that icon is yeah, animated. The thing is there. I didn't realize it's, that. Yeah, like, if you hold it down, it's all sparkles around the uh, microphone there. So that was somebody's job. Somebody's job was right making those little sparkles appear around the microphone. Um, I don't know. It's are animated you, as I am when I sing karaoke. Are you a karaoke person? Well, we I'm talked guessing, a little bit about our go-to yes, karaoke but, songs last time. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a, like, I will do karaoke if I'm at a place. I, what I Here's what I, it's funny, actually. I don't like private room karaoke, oh. right? So if you go to one of those places where you're like in a room with just your friends, like, I don't want to perform for just my friends. That feels weird. Performing for an audience doesn't feel weird. So See, I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm the I'm exact a big opposite. forum karaoke person. I'm the exact opposite. I just don't want to do it in front of strangers. I mean, I have, I have, you know what? I think this, <laughs> is this time, is this therapy now? Because like, I've got yes. I I feel like for me it really goes back to I remember like I I sealed myself in the like we had our sixth grade musical right and like you could go there was a day you could go and you could audition for various parts uh, and I remember stealing myself to go like finally getting up the courage to go up and like audition for a part and I feel like it went poor, not like horribly poorly it's not like I ran off the stage everybody laughing or whatever it's just like. You know, it turned out like, okay, I don't really have the voice for that. And I ended up being cast as a, uh, <laughs> we were doing a production of The King and I, and I ended up being cast as a Buddhist monk who had one line. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you were great at it, Dan. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like in college, I thought about trying out for an acapella thing. But again, I don't think I, I, I don't think I necessarily have the voice for it. I enjoy singing for myself or you know with my family or stuff like that like we do christmas carols and stuff like that but i don't i don't think i'm a i don't think i'm a person who necessarily sings in public a lot yeah i enjoy get that i will there's a a karaoke activity i have really enjoyed on a couple of cruise ships i forget what they call Mm. it but involves involves uh a deck of cards uh and uh they have 
pre-assigned 52 songs. So you go up and pick a card from the deck and they're going to just play that song and you have to start singing it. And then at some point somebody has to, I forget exactly how, but there's some mechanism which who it is changes, but they don't know what song they're going to sing. And uh, that's fun because there is no expectation that you're going to do well because you may well not know the song. I definitely had to sing somebody that I used to know a song that until (laughs) I sang a karaoke, I did not, I swear to you. And I've, I've posted about this in the past, but I, I believed that that song was about a guy who was angry about being cut off in traffic because he sings, he didn't have to cut me off. And I had never paid attention to any other word. And I thought it was like, wow, that guy wrote a song about being angry at a car. And that's not at all what it's about. And I learned that singing karaoke. So anyway, I like that. I don't know exactly who Apple Music Sing is for. Like, it seems like it's a parlor trick more than anything else. Like, you're not going to host a karaoke party with it. Yeah, I I think that that I mean I guess it's it works with the newest Apple TV too is the thing. So I think that's like maybe a more of a party style setup like hey, I feel like it's one of those cases where if you had a bunch of people over and you were playing like Jackbox games or something like that, maybe you would throw in some karaoke or something. But I I'm also yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, I think the closest I get to karaoke got to karaoke in that kind of setting was like when I used to play Rock Band, which I do love, and I that was a, an instance where I really enjoyed the musical element like i preferred some of the instruments but i i would sing vocals on occasion but i liked that because it actually had i don't know is it better or worse that it had like a metric telling you how close you were? <laughs> maybe that's just the nerd part of me that was like i just want to know that i'm at least hitting the right range or whatever uh whereas this feels more like freeform art activity and like i don't know i mean that that maybe that's not me i actually really enjoy the rock band karaoke with beatles rock band oh yeah because Liam loves Beatles rock band. We still play it on occasion. And he wants to go through like every song. And yep, I know sure. many Beatles songs, but I don't know every Beatles song. So trying to guess what the melody is supposed to be in a song that I don't know. And he knows all of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know most of them. Yeah, I, I, I sort of tanked on that one when we were doing it years and years ago because I knew mostly <laughs> all the lyrics from Beatles songs. I also I enjoy with that particular game when you make up your own lyrics when you know the melody well, like just doing live parodies instead. About that's Liam. impressive. That's I, I don't have that kind of range, honestly. <laughs> it's hard enough to make up stuff for like my kid, <laughs> like trying to make up songs that like that. Yeah, <gasps> that's my whole life. Honestly, yeah, I know, I know. I, 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 you know, I have a lot more. I have a lot more respect for it now. I think than I used to. <laughs> That's all I wanted. My entire system has paid off. This is all I wanted was for Dan to respect my shitty parodies. You have nailed it. Yay. Uh, Well, this isn't even the biggest Apple news of the day. No, it's not. I know. So there's, we can talk about the iCloud encryption shit, or we can talk about the, the, the German report. Oh, man. Well, let's talk about the iCloud encryption stuff first, because I think that's a little bit smaller, and then we'll move on to the the main course, as it were. Uh, Advanced data protection, which I have not yet turned on. Um, You down with ADP? uh, Yeah, you know me. Um, Don't they they do payroll? (laughs) Yes, they do. Um, I'm interested in this. I never, you know, here's the thing. This is a thing that's designed, A, for people who are paranoid, and B, uh, for, you know, whether legitimately legitimately paranoid or illegitimately paranoid, you know, people who are nuts about this kind of thing, as well as I think just sort of a cover your ass thing for for Apple to be able to say, like, we have closed this loophole if you want it closed. Um, so that's kind of interesting from my perspective, but it's also not something that I feel like is most that most people are going to need or that most people are even going to do right because it does require a little bit of extra hoop jumping 
you need to yeah. set a recovery contact or create a recovery key or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I maybe naively, I don't know. I have always felt. Listen, I'm not doing anything that I could get busted for, but like security experts always tell you, you shouldn't be worried about privacy because you're doing something illegal. <laughs> you shouldn't right. do it because sure. of your own intentions. You should worry about their intentions. And so I've always felt like iMessage is where I have my most secure conversations. <laughs> I have friends sometimes who are like, and this is like business friends mostly, who are like, oh, let's talk about this thing that we shouldn't be talking about in discoverable channels. So let me use like Telegram. And I'm like, not as good. <laughs> not, not, nope. Don't want to use the, the app that's owned by Russians who haven't really disclosed what their plans are. Like, mm-hmm, nope. Sure. And, um, but like WhatsApp is super secure. Like, no, it's not. Um, okay. But so I kind of like the idea of, of and uh, because I'm not a technology or a, a security expert, I'm v- definitely a technology expert, because I'm not a security expert. Um, I, I think of it as like everything is now end to end encrypted to a degree, right? Like, or it's, it's when it's encrypted in a way that, that even Apple can't decode it on their own. Like that's, that seems good. But I, I literally only installed the updated version of iOS minutes before we started recording. So I haven't turned anything on yet. So I don't know, but I, I think I probably will, right? Like it seems better to have your stuff be locked more to you than not. No. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think in general, it's something I will probably turn on. Um, like I said, you just got to make sure you have like a account recovery set up. And I do have, I mean, my wife has said as my recovery contact. So in theory, she can get me back into my account. She, she's also said as my recovery that's person, good. Just, yeah. You want somebody who's off-site, too. I looked up for a second, Lex, because I was like, did I ask Lex to be my That's recovery dark. contact? I had a feeling like, I was like, I thought, I feel like maybe I did at one point, but I, I don't I don't see that anymore. So either that I, was during testing or Where do you go no, to check that? If you go into the, well, now if you have it installed, you can go into the iCloud settings, advanced data protection, and there is an account recovery section. But that, I, I believe that's also available because that was already a, something you could do i think it was under password and security before right. in your apple id um, i know so. i i think i am it for my mom <laughs> mm-hmm. and like that makes sense. i i also want the thing where and i'm assuming this um i don't know i'm assuming this oh yeah a legacy on my mom's that's, legacy contact. yeah right that's so that's different different things right like that's that's right. for when somebody passes away you can get access so i don't to have a stuff. recovery contact i oh, am no. the account recovery for my mom i, I should would have be, a recovery contact i huh? would be flattered if you want <laughs> Honored? I guess I'm going to go Is with that Lauren. The right word? Yeah, that's probably a better choice. Um, oh, I see. The reason why I haven't is because I need to update or sign out of various old devices, ah, which is just a pain in the ass. Doesn't support. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I'm just going to remove devices. I'm just going to do that because they're old versions and old stuff. Great. Um, I'm going to do this. And the, the debate is on if, is, if it should be you or if it should be my spouse. And I honestly, I don't know the answer. Well, it's not going to be Maltz because he's not fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if, if our listeners caught it <laughs> but wait oh but see see there's a button that says remove devices and settings but it doesn't actually remove the devices it just takes you back to settings again ah so, so then, this is why i haven't done the devices from there yeah what a pain in the ass what a pain i, I don't even know how um i'll figure it out don't worry Oh God! I wish you could, if it could indicate. So this is just dumb. This this is this is where, and I understand Apple's in a not easy to solve situation, but this doesn't feel Apple-ish to me <laughs> because mm. it's saying to me, um, like, here's a not insignificant number of older devices, uh, some of which are now signed to my kids. Are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven devices. But as as happens when you set up Apple devices, some of them are named things like you know. Uh, Liam's iPad 2, 
or whatever. So now I have to go back to a different list and figure out which ones it means, and it doesn't show me in the other list which ones were on this list. So that's annoying. That's all I'm saying. It's annoying, Dan. I blame you. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, think once I I'm can, only I'll turn all the sorry. Never on. mind. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's good that they're offering this for the encrypting the backups because that was often like the complaint was like, well, all your stuff's encrypted, but it's, it's available in the backup and your Apple has your keys to your backup. Now, there are some like loopholes still because, you know, Lex, if you and I are iMessaging, but you encrypt your iMessage backup, but I don't, obviously all your messages are still like all our conversation is still unencrypted in my backup, right? So if you tell me like, man, I'm going to go murder that guy. <laughs> Bad news. That, that information is still in theory available, though. I guess they'd have to know to like subpoena me being like, well, he probably told Danny was going to murder that guy. So we should, we should issue a warrant for that. <laughs> Right, uh, no, that's a good point. Like they yeah. have to, since they can't, they can't even see who my conversations are with on my more right. secure device. They okay. have to. Right, I mean that's tricky, right? Because they'd have to like issue a warrant for everybody you talk to, and they're obviously not like no court is going to sign off on that. At least it's quite a list. God, I hope not. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's uh, I, I think it's a, a good option. I will probably end up enabling it at some point just for peace of mind, though I don't actually have any real concerns that this is a thing. But I think the most interesting part of it, and we'll see how this ends up like actually going forward is that they said they're rolling it out all across the world and in, in my favorite bit of the uh, joanna stern's interview with craig federighi about this feature <laughs> she asked him about whether it's happening in china like what the chinese government would think about it and craig has this shit-eating grin on his face it's like well they didn't talk to me uh, I, I just said like he hasn't asked them or something yeah, like that but yeah I, it's yeah good. anyway pretty i mean good. i i thought it was pretty good it's like craig's like that's not my job um so we'll see if it ends up actually going into effect there. I, I feel like Apple would have been cagier about it if they felt like they weren't going to be able to roll it out there. Um, right. But at the same time, I don't know that the Chinese government is going to be super enthused about this. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I mean, tr- we'll really, no governments are going to be super enthused about it. And I think that's okay. And like, yeah, and that's fine. But just most in most governments, even if they, you know, even if the FBI isn't enthused about it, which they're not. They can't stop it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, unlike China, where they could just be like, meh. So, probably well, not. I mean, you say they can't stop it, but ha- haven't there been attempts in Congress to limit what oh, kinds absolutely. of encryption can exist? But yeah, okay. it, it's never gotten anywhere, is my point. So, like, you know, it, it requires due process of law in, you know, in our society where we still live in a democracy, as opposed to an authoritarian regime, which could just, you know, by fiat say, like, no, you're not doing this. And that's then you get a case of uh, unstoppable force meets immovable object because who bends first, Apple or China? And that's uh, an interesting. Who bends first is one of my favorite Abbott and Costello team. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a it's a really bad game show, <laughs> like where we give you different objects and see who can bend it first. You, <laughs> sir, get a tube of play doh, and you get a spoon. Who bends first? So interestingly, when I now that I have removed all those devices, by the way, and I go to Ad Recovery Contact, it first suggests my 13-year-old, my 16-year-old, and my wife. Although my 13-year-old is 14. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. That's weird. It has mm-hmm. the wrong age. That um, is weird. She just turned 14, but it was uh, you know, now a solid week ago to the day. Well, Apple's a um, I th- I'm going to go with you, Dan, because Lauren's going to be like, what the hell is this? Um, Sweet. Eat it, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to type that into the doc. Um, I can edit this message, but I'm not going to. 
Oh, well, just in time for uh, an ad read. Here's our friend John Moltz. Um, Ding dong, indeed. So... (laughs) This episode of The Rebound and Moltz's appearance thereon is brought to you by Indochino. Uh, style isn't like math. There isn't one correct answer for everyone. Like, we know that this show has one plus one plus one hosts at a time, but sometimes it feels like there's only two of us, and sometimes it feels like there's three of us. It's all about finding what's right for you. Finding the perfect suit is impossible, but finding a suit that's perfect for you is simple, thanks to Indochino. Choose your favorite fabric and customize every detail to find the look that's perfect for you. Submit your measurements online or get measured in store for a custom made-for-you fit at an incredible price. And with their fall collection featuring new colors and premium fabrics, you'll be in style all season long. I own two Indochino suits. I got a a dark gray one and a lighter gray one. And here's how I feel when I wear them. Like a million freaking bucks. But they don't cost a million bucks. You can get a premium personalized wardrobe without spending a fortune. Shop custom fitted shirts, casual wear, outerwear, and more. They're always adding new designs and fabric options like their latest fall collection. Are you ready to elevate your look even further? Indochino lets you make any suit a tux. Listen. Some guys have turned water into wine, but Indochino can turn a suit into a tux. Design your perfect suit with Indochino to get 10% off. <laughs> that's almost a word. To get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more, use promo code REBOUND at Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code REBOUND. Our thanks to Indochino for their support of this show. Indochino, it is customer busting, you guys. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing oh, it back. Oh, did it. it's returned. Wow. It's Boltsum or Boltsum. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Floatsome? I, I was late because I had to take uh, Lex's uh, suits to the dry cleaner. <laughs> Thank you for that. Sure. Here, Mul- here's Mul- all you Mul- missed. Dan Moore is now my recovery contact. It's true. Oh, yeah, nice. You, you, you're out of the running. Sorry, John. Uh, yeah. Did we do, did we talk about ghosts? Yeah. No. I was about. Oh man, I was gonna get there. That's for legacy contact. <laughs> oh dear. When Lex dies, I don't get access to account, but I can haunt him. <laughs> oh, I can have more than one recovery contact. I'm, I'll make Lauren my backup backup. Okay, there you go. That's fine. Uh, but John, you're just in time to talk about the other big Apple news of the day. As we record. As we record uh, this. And that would be the, the, new, the new app. No. <laughs> the idea that, uh, that, that according to Gurman in Bloomberg, that Apple, yep. to comply with EU laws, is getting ready to allow for alternate app stores or additional app stores. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, seemingly in the eu only at least yes you know, at to least begin with least and, and less and le- yeah. you know pending any further legislation in other jurisdictions i guess well also presumably like just how difficult it ends up being and like because this is a thing like with the, some of the other changes they had to make like the one they made in japan for like reader apps like they ended up just rolling mm-hmm. it out everywhere because they're like mainta- maintaining this separate policies for different regions right. is a pain so, ios eu yeah i mean that os eu i think it's Apple tv eu and also once you open once you open the door to like there's other ways of getting stuff in eu you're going to end up with everybody trying to figure out like how do i get like the yeah that eu version on my yeah. phone so i can sideload shit yeah so yeah but it's i don't know it's a big big uh yeah, so their their thing change. is not is not just letting you sideload stuff though, but making so I'm not sure exactly how that would work. I mean, somebody, some other party has to decide to set up a store, right? And then yeah. they will allow that store, but also seems like they still might restrict it to um, signed apps only. So right. you still have to have a developer account, and it's possible that they could start charging people for that or charging more for that 
And it sounds um, like they're also requiring like like that you've uh, third party stores would potentially have um the uh they would have to like sign on to certain policies, right? Like they'd have to basically vouch for their security and and all of that so that they're like meeting Apple's guidelines. So at which point, like I guess so does it imply that like an app store a third party app store would be disseminated via the Apple's app store? <laughs> like how do you yeah, right, right. How, how do does you that get work? it? <laughs> it's app stores all the way down. All, all the way down. That's right. Uh yeah. yeah I mean, but but I don't know. The, 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 some of this technology, I mean, obviously all the technology exists, uh, but like some of this technology already exists within Apple's ecosystem for like the way different employers can have collections of apps that are available to their employees and in that case you have right. to like yeah. typically set up a, a profile or whatever but so i mean yeah i don't know i imagine you would not get the app store in the app store but who knows i, I think that they wouldn't want to do that because it would feel like they're blessing the other app store more than they yeah right to. yeah i would think so too I think it'll be you visit a different URL. You visit, and it says yeah, you yeah. are about to access this app store. This mm-hmm. will compromise the security of your device. You're an right. idiot. Do you want to? You proceed? will regret it. Yeah, Tim Cook will come to your house and punch yeah. you in the face. <laughs> not for the first. Doesn't time. seem like Tim. No, no, not for the last either. This is Tim. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Bam. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's uh, it, it is definitely. I mean, if this happens, which it seems like it probably will in some form right i mean i right. imagine that they will find a way to do it that it most suits their needs um, i can't imagine this happens in the sure. eu and doesn't happen worldwide like i think that once well, it's there they're certainly to begin it. with yeah um i think it might i think it would happen that way to begin with but then yeah mm-hmm. after that uh and you know they're gonna try like hell to make it work for themselves i'm sure <laughs> Right. I don't think they're just gonna like give the give the store away. Ha uh-huh. ha. <laughs> I'm not yeah. writing that down either. Yeah, don't do it down. But I mean, it is one of those things worthy. where it is it is a huge chunk of like. So Apple has been banking a lot on like services getting bigger and bigger, right? Like that was their whole sort of thing for. Well, how do you deal with the fact that the iPhone is providing a huge chunk of our income, but like. growth there is more limited and the answer was services recurring revenue it's great um and the app store i think it's hard to argue that's not like a the biggest chunk probably of services revenue right i mean it's it's bigger than music and apple tv plus and icloud blah 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 so this does potentially take a chunk out of that if there are third parties though i think probably it's one of those cases where even if it weren't that hard to set up i think most people just won't do it Right, your average user is not going to be like right. installing third-party app stores and installing stuff, which is why I feel like it's in Apple's favor not only because it can comply with the regulations, but also because it's good PR for now, all the people we, who've complained about it, and it probably doesn't hurt them that much. Is Apple saying? Is was the article suggestion that any side loading would have to involve first installing a separate app store and then you could side load because I think that people would absolutely, maybe not in the droves that they install app store apps, but I think that people would absolutely like if you could only get um, ivory, <laughs> the, the tap bots, um, uh, Mastodon client, if you could only get that by side loading it, but you didn't have to go through anything else. I think plenty of people would do that. Well, but, people like us though. Right. We are well, not I don't know. I think if it, but if there was some game that people said awesome, well, or if Microsoft could do what they for, wanted to Fortnite, do, right? I mean, take yeah. that for example. Yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be Epic that's is going to have its own game store and figure right. out a way to install that without having to pay Apple. Mm-hmm. And the Fortnite is maybe popular enough to make that work. 
But I mean, does it mean that you go to Epic's site and you download Fortnite somehow and install it on your device? Or does it mean you have to go through the App Store, get the Epic Game Store, and then go to the Epic Game Store and install Fortnite? I don't know that I'm sure there's they're working that out right like I'm sure that's something they have to figure out what is I'm the sure they've worked it out if, if German's got the story they've well, already figured it point. out they just haven't it, told us yet. I mean it discussed according to his story there's a lot of pushback uh I actually also wanted to mention a couple other things that I thought were interesting but squirreled away in that story uh one was more access to private app, apple apis to third parties Ooh. which I thought was really interesting yeah. um and this is all sort of at the behest of this same European law where essentially they're saying, you know, tech companies can't monopolize all of its all of their technologies and allow them to uh, basically do whatever they want at the downside. So they're, they're literally answering the question, technology, are they right? No. That's <laughs> right. That's what I'm hearing. Correct. Um, and the other one was, uh, and I'll quote from his article here. Uh, um, currently, third party web browsers, including ones like Chrome, are required to use WebKit. Apple Safari browsing engine. Under the plan to meet uh, the new law, yeah. Apple is considering removing that mandate. So that's another big one because obviously Chrome on iOS is not Chrome on the Mac, right? Like they're basically the only reason to use Chrome on iOS is largely because if you are deep in Google's ecosystem, you can have access to all the same stuff right. that you have. But it's not the same rendering engine. And that is always been a little weird, right? Because you know, if you're on the Mac and you're like, oh, this thing isn't working right in in Safari, you like, oh, well, I'll try it in Chrome. And sometimes it works better in Chrome. But if you try that on the on the iOS, it doesn't matter. It's the same fucking engine. So yeah, it still right won't work. Um, and I wonder if that would in, in change some of Apple's choices about stuff that it does in WebKit. Because if it like if there's competition now, uh, it might have to enable certain features that really I think it just hasn't bothered to do because it kind of had that field all to itself so yeah i don't know that's a a lot of big changes potentially next year well with all this technology talk i think we'd be remiss not to let everybody know that if you go to uh reboundcast.com slash merch you can find mm. uh, some new technology swag from uh, the rebound courtesy of John Moltz there's a good morning uh, Tim Cook mug there's a our for our first time right Moltz that's our first hat isn't it that is our first hat yeah yeah uh, a, a sticker and uh, a, a new technology mug as well so go to reboundcast.com slash merch m-e-r-c-h if you're a rebound prime member uh, check the Discord to which you have access to find a special promo code limited to just you for, what is it, 10% off? 10%. 10%. I just work here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those things I thought we should mention. Uh, Rebound Prime, of course, is available at prime.reboundcast.com. You pay us about five bucks a month. You get the Discord. You get bonus episodes every single week, and you get um, the uh, the old bootleg episodes. And, you guys, they get the ability to submit questions that we can answer on this very podcast. Are you guys open to answering some questions? I'm very open. Yes. Listener KG asks, what sort of nefarious schemes are you planning now that your iCloud backups can be end-to-end encrypted? (laughs) (laughs) I'm building a Twitter alternative that I don't want anybody to know about. Didn't Mm. we just discuss how, you know, the fact that that's encrypted means we shouldn't talk about this in unencrypted channels? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, this podcast is encrypted. Oh, yeah. Thank God. (laughs) Thank God for that. My voice is my passport. Listener Kevin S. says, I found a... <laughs> we're, we're, just not, we're not answering that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no answer. That's a joke. Yeah, that's a good joke. Uh, high, high, Kev- high society jewel heist somewhere, maybe. <laughs> oh, nice. I can't prove anything. I'm going to go with a low society jewel heist. Mm, you would. 
And I guess uh, that leaves me in the middle. Poses this question. I'm just going to keep reading it. I found a mint condition Airport Extreme, the tall one, when I was going through a storage closet of my old gear. Does it still have technological value, or should it go in the yard sale free bin? Well, first, if you're going to give it away, send it to Maltz. He'll want it. <laughs> I, see, I, <laughs> I have that one. I don't need thing. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I, uh, but it, it still works. Mine still works. It probably so, can't support the latest speeds technology stuff, right? You might know somebody who, yeah, but you might know somebody who doesn't live on the bleeding edge. And, you know, um, I gave away and I, I gave away an old one once to some friends who just who didn't really care that much. They were, you know, they needed a Wi-Fi router and they didn't have one. And, you know, they were perfectly fine if it wasn't the fastest. So, um, I don't know, but it's probably not worth dollar wise very much. No, I, uh, I also, I, up until recently, I might've taken them up on that, but I feel like now I've, uh, I've changed my router setup. So I don't need to do that anymore. What'd you do with your unused zeros, Dan? They're sitting in a box. I did offer them to our friend uh, Tony Sindelar, who might need a router at some point. So uh, maybe I'll pass those along to him and see if he has better luck than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think anybody would have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems likely. Just I'm the law of averages. I'm going to hold on one of listener Holger's questions here because I think it's going to take the rest of the show. So I'm just going to drag that one down here. Um, listener Zach Knox asks, what are your thoughts on six page memos? That is a reference to the fact that I announced on this podcast that I'm leaving Amazon at the end of the year, six page memos or six page docs as Amazon calls them a specific format of Amazon docs. And, um, you'll never guess how long they are. It's six pages. pages. My Mm, thoughts on six page docs. Uh, the six page docs themselves aren't as, unusual a company culture thing as Amazon's culture of doc reading. There are many meetings you attend where everybody sits silently and reads the doc together (laughs) before the meeting begins in earnest. (laughs) It happens all the time. It's because you can't assume that people have read the doc ahead of time, right? So like if there's an hour meeting to discuss a a six page doc, it's probably a 30-minute meeting because the first half hour is dedicated to reading the doc. And it happens all the time. It's like if you um, go into a class and they're like, did everybody do the reading? No, we spent 20 yeah, minutes yeah, we're doing the do reading. It right now, yeah. yeah uh, that's basically let, what it is. Lex, I just wanted to say, basically, uh, apropos of you leaving Amazon in a couple of weeks, I'm really looking forward to our pivot to uh, this this podcast, which is just three self-employed dads. <laughs> I kinda, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I love it. <laughs> um, three guys whose bosses are jerks. Uh, so. <laughs> We're all each other's bosses now. That's the, everyone oh, no. Look to your left. Oh, look to your right. One of those people is your boss. <laughs> it's, it's boss wise. <laughs> uh, uh, listener Kevin S. says, I have to keep two separate Discord accounts because life got lifey a while back. Turns out now I can't merge them into a single account, which is a pain in the ass. How many Discord accounts do each of you have? One. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, you did something wrong. You fucked up and now unfuck it. You fucked around and now you're finding out. So our advice is unfuck it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, listener Josh asks, what is your favorite TV show of all time and why is it The West Wing? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a give me for Lex. The West Wing is on my top five. Uh, my top five would also at this moment include... Actually, I'm going to put Severance up there. I truly love Severance. Wow. Okay. Uh, Kirby Enthusiasm is going to be on there for me. Breaking Bad is going to be on there for me. Uh, huh. I, I'm going to leave it there for now. I'm going to leave it at, the, at that top four. That's four. Okay. Um, Gosh, I would have a hard time um, figuring this out. <laughs> I think, I I think Dan's the... would be Sports Night and Andor. 
Those are the I, two well, I mean, Andor is, Andor is up there. I would say Sports Night, I yeah. always have trouble with recency bias, too, where it's like, right. I like this thing, but I, I can't put it on top five until at least a few years have gone by, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I still think about that. I mean, uh, Sports Night would be on there. The Wire would be on there. Uh, Spaced, the uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost sitcom mm. would be on there. Um, uh, probably Gargoyles, the animated show, because it's fantastic, would be on there. And I just like, I'm just thinking of things that, that I still had a big impact on me, and I still think about and or rewatch from time to and time <laughs> it's been it's been 20 <laughs> minutes john <laughs> uh anyways those are those are ones i would throw on that list but i don't think i have a like canonical top five yeah i don't i don't either because there are ones that i i mean there are ones they still go back and re- i mean like i don't know i go back and watch a N- next generation episode any sure day, right, honestly um is it my favorite show ever i don't i mean i guess so because i probably rewatch that more than anything else even though you know the first two seasons are not very good and a lot of the episodes after you know there's an episode at least every season after that where that it is kind of dumb um so it's that's weird but maybe that's maybe that is my favorite um i i really do think andor is a terrific <laughs> is a terrific show um and uh and another one from this year uh station 11 i think was fantastic too mm. so, i don't know i mean and i and i re- i've been rewatching both of those since they aired so i think they might stick around for a while we'll see cool that's, that's um listener here says is this going against the you wouldn't download a car fbi warning <laughs> clearly ripped copy of elf playing on the u.s government's doomsday airplane uh, and then there's a link to a tweet. Uh, I didn't. I, I saw that they were watching off on the plane, but I didn't see that it was clearly ripped. How does he yeah, know it's clearly ripped? I, I, was it, is it ripped like from a legit DVD or is it ripped from like, uh, is it like pirated? That's oh, I see. Because it does say that it's, it's uh, Elf 1080p 2003 MP4. Like they're, <laughs> he's clearly watching. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they handbrake, you know, use handbrake and got themselves a copy. You know, that's, yeah. that's Which fine. Is still questionable. Wrong with that. I agree that it's fine. Oh, but there's I, a, I, there was a DMCA exemption for a while there, right? So um, that's, that could be legit. Um, Elf is, a, I, I got Elf for free. I think because I set up it. Google Play. No, I no, I got it on Google Play. I think it. I don't remember if I got got it for setting up a Google Play account or if they were just giving it away at some point. But um, you know, thanks to Movies Anywhere, I can now watch it um, on my Apple TV through. Um, through, through TV. <laughs> that sounds stupid to say that, but that's what the app is called. <laughs> Uh, but we were talking about TV shows before, by the way, and I want to mention, I just started uh, Reboot on Hulu, and it is oh. unbelievably funny. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. That's my I watched the first episode of that, and it was pretty funny. Um, I, I was laughing out loud. I love There's also TV something very surprising that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, listener Derek of the Edmund Fitzgerald, have any of the hosts tried the currently hot mobile game Marvel Snap? I promise this is not an ad. Probably. Happy holidays. End of line. Use promo code Derek of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, have you guys played Marvel Snap? I have not, but I kept hearing people talk no. about it and really talk it up. So is it like Pokemon a... Go? No, I think <laughs> Do you it's find Spider Man. <laughs> I think it's closer to something like um, uh, was it with Hearthstone? That was called the the like a card that card was like game. a blizzard's card game sort of thing yeah where it's like a digital or like card or game. that plants versus zombies the pbc one yeah 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 so i i 
I just I heard very good things about it, especially because it was like it wasn't as um, like microtransaction-y, I think, uh, and people like that element of it. Um, but I also just I don't play a lot of games on my I know. iPhone, iPad. I don't so either, I which is. is great time to be paying for uh, Apple Arcade. But <laughs> yeah, um, right. Yeah, I might, I might, you know, I might try that. You I did for a while. There was, a, there was a Star Trek. They had a Star Trek game. Um, I think that was on Apple Arcade. I played that for a little bit. That was kind of fun. But um, have to. Yeah, we have. Um, we we went out and bought a game, a board game called Splendor. And oh, I played um, Splendor. And then, Splendor's good. Yeah, and then we had a. It was a, a friend had, had a birthday, and and uh, she enjoyed playing Splendor as well. So we were like, oh, we should get her Splendor. And then she's also a big. Uh, comic book you know movie fan and we found out that um there's a marvel edition yeah. of splendor and, and then i was and then i was really mad because now i have this dumb regular edition of splendor <laughs> and she's got the cool marvel edition of splendor so um i've heard it's marvelous uh, we were at target a couple of days ago and they had a monopoly target edition and uh it really offended me greatly <laughs> that was and then, then you were in the singularity and the whole yeah. target collapsed upon itself for a, for a while, when Hank was younger, he was into collecting different versions of Monopoly. He always wanted to get another version of Monopoly, and I was just like, oh my god, please no. <laughs> I know, we have both the They're all Mario the version. versions of Monopoly. Yeah. We, have, we have a Mario version and a Mario Kart version of Monopoly, both oh of which god. have their own sets of rules, and they suck less than regular Monopoly. So. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, listener Zach Knox says, if given the option, would you sideload uh, an app uh, onto your phone? Yeah. I mean, if it if depends on what I would get, but... Yeah, well, sure. I, mean, I, mean, if there's I don't think they're really suggesting want, yeah. go about sideloading willy nilly. <laughs> like well, a shitty, yeah, right. Would you sideload right, a right, shitty like, app on your phone? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the delete all your personal no. stuff app. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Facebook creates their own app store. I'm not getting anything off of it. <laughs> uh, Holger has two questions. The first one, and I'm guessing this references a story that I haven't seen, but Holger asks, "What are your thoughts about RCS, WhatsApp, Signal, iMessage, etc., and a possible requirement that they have to interoperate?" Oh, have, yeah. So this is part of that, that same. This is part of the same law that that is the App Store related thing. This, there's it maybe I need to get a Bloomberg subscription so I can read more than uh, that the, guy's Germans first thirty paragraph. characters. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's part of the same law. There's a, a, a caveat that might require that. I think there's still some questions about it, like because that one is a little trickier because of the interoperation part. Like, how do you make that work? Like, you could. It's just it's a lot of work to enforce on companies to do something i don't know that that force the interoperability and so and especially when sms has already exists as a fallback right these platforms are theoretically compatible you can send a message to anybody you just can't use all the extra features that imessage or whatever rcs or whatever google's doing this week right. uh, you i know. don't know that you can like text a whatsapp account like you can text a whatsapp number oh, for sure yeah, but like, number does it not bridge over to the account somehow i don't know uh, i've don't only know. used it a few times um, but you can also install WhatsApp on your phone. So like, right. Uh, I don't know. That's a it, weird It seems a thing. little bit bogus to me as a requirement. The same with like, I can't log into Netflix and watch Hulu shows. Like, it, I don't know. Right. If, I mean, if texting is, didn't exist, yeah. I would maybe feel differently. But, or if like, you, if Verizon phones could only call Verizon numbers, that would be a problem. But this, this does not seem to me to be an issue. Yeah. I mean, uh, the argument for it is that RCS is in theory a standard, but it's also a standard backed by uh, carriers and i can understand why apple's not eager to support something and i think there's some issues with it too but in in, in the long term there should be a more interoperable feature that has all those modern conveniences that imessage and other things have 
um, that isn't SMS because SMS sucks and is a thing that was built as a hack basically on the phone system. So you should have a better interoperable messaging system. But at the same time, it's hard to mandate everybody do that when we have a, like 3 million different systems already. So, yeah. So, you know how know. iOS 16 made um, interoperability between iMessage and texting on Android phones work better? Yes. <laughs> Where like the hearts and stuff work? I've, I've been amused to see recently that now my Android using friends are doing other reactions the way you can in like um, Instagram and Slack where they're putting other emoji reactions on and then it goes back to giving you like Frank sent the fire emoji in response to this. And so I actually, I hope that it continues to force the issue because all I want is unlimited emoji reactions. That's all I want in life. I don't care about world peace. I don't care about saving Twitter. I just want to be able to put whatever emoji I want. Um, Speaking of Twitter, uh, listener Holger also asks... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are your thoughts on Mastodon's lack of boost without comment? Uh, and then he includes the upside down smiley emoji. I'm laughing because we debated this amongst ourselves on yeah. Mastodon. Yeah, it's true. Moltz, um, I yield the floor. Yeah. Um, I don't, I will just say, I am not like completely opposed to it being implemented. I um, would hope that they implement it in a different fashion than what Twitter did in some way. But uh I, you know, I just think that it uh, is so often misused that I don't um, miss it. I'm finding that I'm boosting less than I retweeted with comment because mm-hmm. I can't boost with comment. And I was not dunking on people. Like, I was not like, a, hey, let me retweet I, yeah. Trump or whatever. Right. Yeah. I was like, but hey, here's my so thought on people, this thing. Oh God, it just got me... It, it, and people were doing it just, you know, they were either doing it with this, you know, level of outrage, look at this, um, or they were just retweeting something with very little comments to, which I don't understand why people do that. Why would you, why do you retweet things and say this? Um, just, just retweet it. I mean, it doesn't, okay, yeah, I got it, but. Well, I mean, anyway. like, there's an element of endorsement to it, and I wonder if maybe there's a middle ground where, like. Right. I mean, is bo- is boosting? I guess boosting could be in theory, like just uh, in tacit endorsement. But like, it does feel sometimes like there is there's something missing. I agree that it like it's it's definitely cut back on volume on Mastodon, which I appreciate. But yeah, um, something is missing in the interaction there. So I don't know. Stop gaps. I was thinking about were like. Do you have a cap on the number of boosts with comments you can do per day? Or is there a really harsh character limit on boosted comments? Um, but you can fit fuck this guy into a very small number of characters, so that doesn't help you. <laughs> I, I just kind of want it. And I, I think that the same way that you can turn off boosts from a person, I can see the ability to turn off boosts with comment from a person. If, like, if people so Every time I go over to post it. that news, it's the single thing that drives me the most crazy is just these people who are, who are retweeting, you know, who, whatever you call it um i just don't go to post that i was gonna say that was you know that was my solution as well yeah it's also it's also annoying that post um every time you hit refresh you know first of all they don't have an app second of all every time you hit refresh on the page it dumps you into the main timeline you can't like just stay on your follower you know the people that you're following and so i have to look at the (laughs) the freaking main timeline i mean yeah yeah yeah, post sucks. Uh, so I don't know. I really, I get what Moltz's concern is, and, and Moltz is not alone, right? There are a lot of people who have said on Discord, no, I like that you can't get into the weird echo chamber dunking thing. I think I had done a good enough job where I wasn't seeing a lot of those because <laughs> um, it did not feel like that dominated my timeline on Twitter. 
But yeah, I don't know. The, the I find I'm not. I haven't muted anybody's boosts. I, I simply unfollowed Don Melton. But but <laughs> the uh, but uh, like I'm finding boosts without comment annoying. It's like why? Why am I seeing this? Like what? And also, Mastodon just has a technical limitation today, or at least the server I'm on does, where I can sometimes see see the same boost over and over again in my timeline. Oh yeah, and I find yeah. that super annoying. When when annoying. it was multiple boosts with comments or retweets with comments, then it was like at least seeing somebody else's thing about it. And sometimes that was like just seeing if there's an article that I'm not interested in and I see it boosted, I'm skipping it. But there were definitely times where I would ignore a retweet with comment that was about an article. And then a third person posted and said, like, here's why you should read this thing. I was like, oh, okay, I now will read it. And I miss that. I'm just getting stupider. And I didn't think that was possible. That's a real problem. (laughs) That is a real problem, Lex. You should consult somebody. (laughs) Yourself. You can consult yourself.